Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Baseline underneath, bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the follow. And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The buzzer sounds, and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA Finals. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's go. Let's go. Shout out to uh, Joey B. Joey B and the B stands for bro. My show. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. The Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Saturday KM 125 PM. Yeah, that's what we'll call this. Keith McPherson on the fan, helping you get to wherever you got to go this Saturday, running errands, taking the kids to practice. I don't know, maybe you're on a road trip. Maybe you're just kicking back. Maybe you're home, cleaning the house, doing some laundry chores, whatever it is. Thank you for tuning in to the fan. I just shouted out Joe. I listened to his show today. He's a classic, an all-timer, a legend. We've got a couple legends in the fold, Steve Summers who was on with me Wednesday, will be on tomorrow night. And uh, I want to go back a couple days because I wasn't on last night. I was on BT and Sal filling in for Sal Thursday. But let's go back to the last show that I did Wednesday night. Previously on KM to AM. So I came in Wednesday and my whole premise of my open and the thread of that show was talking about injuries and how as fans... We look at these teams, we look at these players, we look at them as robots, superhuman. We forget that they are just like us. Obviously, they're more talented than we are at sports and a lot richer than we are, but they have uh, knees and elbows and feet and wrists, and they're susceptible to injury playing at the highest level, and those injuries can derail everybody's hopes and and dreams. It's happened so much here in New York It's a common thread. I went back to last year with the Yankee fans and Aaron Judge running into the wall. Season over. Some of us didn't want to believe at the time, but the first weekend of June, the Yankees beat the Dodgers, the almighty Dodgers, $1 billion. They beat the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium, and I wasn't excited about the rest of the season because I knew what was going to happen without the captain. I started to say... A month or two later, watching the Yankees offense without Aaron Judge is like watching an NFL team without their starting quarterback. 877-337-6666. I wasn't even trying to foreshadow the football season. I wasn't trying to lean into what was going to happen with both the Jets and the Giants losing their starting quarterbacks. Four plays in. The Jets lose Aaron Rodgers in a season where Jets fans told you they were going to win the Super Bowl. This was it. 
We got him. This is the team. Four plays in, season was over. We didn't want to believe right away. Zach Wilson gives us the best chance to win. We didn't want to. Okay, here comes Timmy Boyle, Trevor Simeon. The season was cooked as soon as you lost Aaron Rodgers, your starting quarterback. And on the other side, with Daniel Jones, I mean, Daniel Jones struggled. But, man, we were screaming, tank, tank, tank. Once he went down and then Tyrod Taylor went down and they weren't even letting Tommy DeVito throw the ball when we first got to see his game action. And then he became Tommy Cutlitz, the story of the NFL season. But once the NFL season ended, I think we just came right around the calendar again, right back to baseball to say, okay, here we go now. All right, the Yankees get Juan Soto. Woohoo! We thought the Mets might get Yamamoto, and they became the Milwaukee Mets. David Stearns and the Brew Crew, now he's with his new crew. You are currently watching the beginning of the David Stearns era. And I said, hey, it's good that David Stearns has lowered your expectations. The Yankees have all the hype all the time, even in an 82-80 and 80 season. Yankee fans, like myself, come in expecting World Series. It's been a decade and a half, but you add Juan Soto, you add Alex Verdugo, Trent Grisham, Marcus Stroman, and the expectation is... Chase for 28. They don't even use that hashtag anymore because they've been chasing for too long. But the expectation is they'll get to the World Series and win a World Series. That's hard to do. But on the side, uh, on the other side of town with the Mets, it's, ah, oh, we don't have enough pitching. Ah, oh, they lost out or they missed out on Yamamoto. They won't sign this guy. They won't sign that guy. They're acting like this is a small market team. I can't get excited. I'm not excited for this Mets season as I'm watching folks down there in Port St. Lucie, enter the gates. We do have eyes on the Mets game. We won't be able to watch the Yankees game, but I'll be on Yankees Twitter as everybody's reintroducing themselves. I'll be trying to get some clips and keep you updated. We'll go through the lineups. We'll go through what goes on in the first spring training games today, but bear with me. I didn't know Wednesday night when I was talking about injuries that Kodai Sanga was going to be shut down. We had heard a little bit Wednesday night, but we didn't know it was going to be a shoulder. and exactly, We didn't know what it was, but I came in with that premise at 7 p.m. Wednesday, and then Wednesday night, we, we found out we'd hear from David Stearns, and I think Carlos Mendoza spoke about it a little bit, but we didn't know. We didn't know. The overreaction didn't start. So then I go home. I get home at like 12.45 a.m. I go to sleep around 1.49 was the last time I remember and then I have a 10-month-old son, and you know if you're a night owl and you stay up and listen to me, I'm up every night. So my son wakes up at like 4.30. I help him back to sleep at 5. And I know that I have to join BT and do BT and Sal in the midday 10 to 2. So now I'm not going back to sleep. I'm excited to do the midday show, and I'm also just like paranoid that like if I fall back asleep, I'll sleep too long or whatever. So I stay up, and I'm off of three hours of sleep. And I come in, and I meet with Dove and Hoff, and BT for a little pre-show chat, and we all know we're going to get the Senga news. And BT saying, this is horrible. This is bad. And I'm like, ah, we don't know. It's February 22nd. Like, let's see. We get the news. We hear from them. And, of course, it's panic button, typical Mets. Three years in a row, we lose our ace. They got to react. David Stern says they're not going to react. But now all the Mets fans, after feeling like this was an offseason that wasn't good enough under Steve Cohen, the richest owner in the sport, now you lose your ace, and now you're really down on what this rotation is going to be and what this season can be. And that's why I went back to my Wednesday night premise about injuries and about the fact that nobody knows what's going to happen, but we do know. You can count on it. Somebody's going to be hurt. I haven't mentioned the Knicks yet. All your hopes and dreams that you had in January into February around the Knicks all ride on the hope that Julius Randle doesn't get surgery. He comes back. OG Ananobi, the greatest trade in Knicks history, that he comes back. And on the other side of town with the Brooklyn Nets, what a joke they are. Their head coach gets fired, and their head coach actually came into this season with a plan based around Ben Simmons' Being healthy. <laughs> Speaking of Ben Simmons, shout out to Spike Eskin. Spike Eskin got to go down to Philadelphia. Obviously, the Knicks waxed the Sixers, of course. Our program manager here 
the PD here, goes down to Philadelphia for Sixers hosting the Knicks. He gets to ring the bell. That's a prestigious honor. Like, I text Spike. I'm like, bro, Meek Mill got out of prison, and they flew him from the prison in a helicopter to the Wells Fargo Center to ring the bell. Like, that's crazy. You're getting to ring the bell. His Sixers podcast is the most popular Sixers podcast out there. The Knicks smoke them. They get DiVincenzo back. Brunson is fine. And you realize, man, once this Knicks team gets whole, they're going to have a real chance to make a run at it. And I don't know. I'm listening to the fan, and I'm reading Twitter. And why is there any beef between Knicks fans and Rangers fans? You're pretty much one and the same. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> we're, we're pitting the Knicks against the Rangers. Who's going to go further? They play in the same building. And they literally have the same fans. There there are many of you listening that are more of a Rangers fan than a Knicks fan because it's hard to be both a diehard hockey fan and basketball fan. The NBA and NHL overlap. But I don't see why we would pit those two teams against each other, right? I told you I only slept three hours Wednesday night going into Thursday. When I got on the air with BT, I was saying, yeah, I'll see you at the Rock Prudential Center. Let's go Devils tonight. The streak ends. No, I was shot. By the time I got home and took a nap, I took a nap from like 3 to 5. When I woke up, I was more tired than I already was. And like for hockey games, you need to ratchet up some energy. You need to like, you you need to be ready to walk into that arena. Don't, you don't want to enter that situation tired. And boy, I'm glad I did not as a Devils fan. I had a bad feeling. I think I told you guys some of the bleacher creatures, my Yankee fan friends that are Rangers fans, they all went, about four or five of them. Brian, Ben, uh, I, I think Matt went out there, Mike went out there, and they were all texting me at like 5.30, where you at? We're at American Whiskey. It's mostly Rangers fans. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not feeling too great. I'm going to sit this one out. I got a bad feeling about this. And I got up and watched the game. And right away, I mean, the... The Devils can't score on the power play. Luke Hughes misses the puck. The Rangers are bullying the Devils. They're bullied and bloodied. They're laughing. Zabanajad laughing. Truba laughing. And as I'm looking around the arena and I'm checking social media, I'm like, the Rangers fans have absolutely come across the river and taken over Prudential Center. I'm glad I ducked that one. That was embarrassing for my New Jersey Devils. I don't know where they go from here. At least Jack put one in the net. It was about to be the worst loss of the season. It was about to be a shutout. It was about to be a complete takeover. Viral videos of Rangers fans swinging on Devils fans. Yeah, I'm glad I sat that one out. The Rangers, as you've heard me say, are a wagon. And go ahead, jump on the bandwagon. And I heard Evan yesterday, and I heard Sean yesterday. It's all about the cup. 877-337-6666. I just heard a caller say to Joe B, I'm a long-suffering Dallas Cowboys fan. And I looked at Paulie, and I laughed, and Joe corrected him. No, 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 no. Do not compare the Dallas Cowboys to the New York Jets. Compare the Dallas Cowboys to the New York Rangers. A lot of folks are calling the Rangers the Dallas Cowboys on ice. They win a lot of games every year. They put together winning streaks. They've got a lot of star players, a lot of talent, expensive tickets, a lot of fans, a very recognizable brand. But when they get to the Stanley Cup playoffs, whether it is the first round, second round, whether it's the actual Stanley Cup, they haven't been able to get it done in 30 years. So is this the year? Because they beat the Islanders in the stadium series. And then they went on to bully the Devils across the... Is this the year that the Rangers hoist the cup? I'll take the field. I'm I'm going to go against that. I'm just going to go based off of the last 30 years. I'm not even that much older than 30. I will take the field. Call me up if you disagree. And I understand Evan leaned into the whole, if they don't win, this year's a failure. I disagree with that. I don't think that I mean, only one team wins. But I just think that history tells us that something could go wrong. It's tough to win the cup. I mean, last year, everybody told me the Boston Bruins were going to win it. And what happened to them? 877-337-66. We got a bunch of calls. I'm only 15 minutes in. How much longer do I have to open here? Paulie's like, keep going. (laughs) You you do you, man. (laughs) Keep, Keep bringing that hockey content. Love it. 
it's a good time to be a hockey fan. Very I've good. never heard hockey spoken of on the fan more than I have the last two weeks. A week ago was the stadium series where the Devils went out there. Nico Heischer, 30 seconds in, bang, gets us started. And we saw 150,000 people the week after the Super Bowl show up to our football stadium. And nobody cares about hockey, Boomer? Eh, that's definitely not true. This area cares about hockey so much that, like, Devils fans, myself included, couldn't even get a stadium series jersey because Adidas didn't think that they would be in such high demand. You can order one now and get it in June when the Stanley Cup finals are over. Uh, I mean, they said over 10,000 people just walked up to buy tickets at Will Call. Who does that anymore? Everything's digital. When I got on last Saturday or last Sunday, I said I couldn't go because my son was sick. And I knew that was going to be an environment for people to get sick. It's below freezing. Everyone's drinking, lowering their immune systems. Everyone's right next to each other. Sean Morash got sick being out there. I knew I couldn't go, but I encouraged you last Sunday morning when I was on 9 a.m. If you can go to that game, go. And I know a lot of you went. And I know a lot of Rangers fans were feeling that. And you're feeling it. Nine wins in a row? I mean, this is your year. But now the pressure's on. I don't think the Devils are going to be a playoff team. I don't think the Islanders are going to be a playoff team. I'm sorry, guys. Good. Let the Rangers have all the focus, all the attention, all the hype. And what do I always say? Don't believe the hype. We are in the hype capital, New York City. We overhype everything and then fall flat on our faces. It's it's weird when you said, and I even I wrote it down because I don't want to forget it. Isn't and you had said it, and maybe it wasn't you, but you were talking about what Evan and Sean were talking about on if the Rangers don't win a cup, the season's a failure. It's not. And this has been a great season. And here's already. my question: Don't you need to win a championship in order for your season to not be a failure? Everybody's a failure. The whole league is a failure except one team right, every there's year. One, right. It's that. Remember the Giannis press conference about describing exactly. failure and what talked si- about Jordan did Jordan win it every year right no. right and like what side people fell on because a lot of people were on his side but a lot of people said no dude like you failed yeah, well, that's well, like, Giannis I'm like, not a Giannis fan right like no dude him. like I'm sorry like you don't win a title you failed the Mets won 101 games two years ago that season was a failure that meant nothing so it's it's such a weird dynamic and again that's a personal preference on how a fan thinks but it really is interesting. That's really split down the middle of what consi- of what you consider a failure. And when it comes to the Rangers, you know how tough it is to win the Stanley Cup to play two or three months of really, really hard. good hockey, especially dodging landmines and dodging. Well, I hot mentioned go- the Bruins last year. Hot the Florida goalies Panthers. on other teams, like the the Bruins. What happened with the Bruins last year? They were One, historic. The, the Panthers were a wagon, and two, the Bruins all got the flu a week before the series started. Can't predict that. Things happen. They're human beings. They're not Roman. They're not robots. They're humans. Um, And and I'm going to use a saying now since we're watching baseball, which is great. Um, In here watching the Mets game, and uh, who's this at the plate? Jordan Walker. Uh, I can't see the letters. Yeah, from the Cardinals. Um, Two on, no outs. Runners on second and third. Three two count. Top of the first here. When we watch baseball and I get on every night after the Yankees post game and we go over what happened with the Mets and the Yankees, I take your calls and some of you act as if it's game seven every night. And I say, we take this day by day, week by week, series by series, month by month. Everybody relax and slow down. We'll get there. No one can call the future. Nobody can predict anything. And that's why we love sports. That's why we watch. That's why we are so dialed in on this because of the gambling aspect and the fan aspect. So be a fan. Take the magic carpet ride. Ride with your team to the very end and hope that this is your year. But it won't be a failure if the Rangers don't win this year because they've already given you so many good moments. It won't be a failure if the Knicks don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals finals this year because they've already given you so many great moments. We've had so many miserable moments. The Jets season was a waste, right? The Giants season was a waste outside of Tommy Cutlets. Last year's baseball season, we wasted our time. The Knicks and the Rangers both being good at the same time is great for New York City. The spring is right around the corner. We're about to hit daylight savings time. It's sunny out today. It's not warm yet. It's about to be warm. I'm ready for full spring. Send it. Send me the the random day coming up that it's 70 degrees. I'm prepared for it. 
but we're almost there. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time for WFAN, a great time for fans. Don't rush to the conclusion. And now baseball starting. Nobody knows what the Mets are going to be. Good, good. I think they've got it made. I think David Stearns is smarter than we realize. The expectations are so low, how can you fail? That should be out right there first, but I think the run comes across. one nothing. St. Louis Cardinals. Tyler McGill on the mound. Two outs, runner on third, top of the first here. Uh, but yes, as I close my open, 877-337-6666, I'm on till five. We're going to talk about every sport, every team in the city. I have thoughts and takes on everything. Just be a fan day by day. We're blessed to see every day. Every day that you wake up as a fan of your team and your team is good and your team is winning, try and and stay in the moment and live in the moment. Nobody can guess what's going to happen at the end of the season. There is no failure in being a competitive team and even getting there. The failures are like the Brooklyn Nets. They're an absolute nightmare. And here comes the Koch family to uh, buy a 10% stake in the the Nets. The Nets are an absolute joke. Anyway, Keith McPherson on the fan. We're going to talk Knicks and Rangers and Devils, and Islanders, and of course the Mets and the Yankees as the first spring training games are underway. It wasn't that long of a winter here. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We are. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. It's their 27th World Championship. The most of any team in any sport in the history of professional sports. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I cannot wait to get back into Yankee Stadium, but... I mean, this time in a month, I'll be down at George M. Steinbrenner Field in Tampa, and it's time, y'all. Like, it's actually time. If you're a spoiled Yankee fan, you probably aren't content with what they did this offseason. You're probably still clamoring for Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery, or you just want them to get everybody and do more. But myself as a Yankee fan... I watched all those games last year. I didn't go to as many games as I wanted to last year, having a baby for the first time. But I'll be back in the building at least 40 times this year. Uh, The way I look at that is like, okay, 81 home games. I'll probably be at every single homestand once or twice uh, during the series. It's just what I like to do. It's just a part of who I am. We have Yankee Stadium open to everybody. I know a lot of people up there that I really only see there, and uh, I'm in the clear to get back, and I really hope that this team has the right chemistry, moxie, mojo, swag, energy, whatever you want to call it, compared to last year's team that once Judge went down, they didn't have an identity, they couldn't score runs, 
anybody could bully him from the Royals to the Nationals to the Rockies to the Cubs. It didn't matter. The only thing I do worry about is the fact that there are a lot of different names and faces and personalities in that clubhouse, and they've got to lock in this month and gel together and get to know each other and be able to play well together fast. 877-337-6666. I think it'll happen. I think they got the right guy in Aaron Judge to lead the way, and if you hear Judge talk about it, he's kind of gushing over the fact that they actually went out and got guys that he wanted. I think he wanted Stroman, Soto, Verdugo. I think he worked with Cashman and Hal, and they went out and got guys. And we'll see if they're not done. Hal said they're not done improving the team you can never have. Too much pitching. Cashman keeps saying we're not done until it's pencils down July 30th, trade deadline day. With lofty expectations, you can't be done improving the team My whole thread of injuries in New York City and in sports in general, somebody's going to be hurt. And the issue with the Yankees the past couple years is their plans, their plan B, C, weren't good enough. Weren't good enough to fill in the blanks why why guys were missing, whether it was Judge, Rizzo, whoever. And then on the other town with the Mets, I know you guys are down on the Mets, but baseball doesn't work how you think ever. So if you just think, oh, the Mets suck, oh, the Mets don't have enough talent, oh, the Mets didn't do anything, they're going to lose. I think they're going to surprise you at some point. I don't think there's any chance that they go through a month like they did in June of last year where they just couldn't win a series. And I look to them as I talk about Judge being the captain, I look to them and say, who's the leader? And it's Lindor. Obviously, it should be Pete Alonso, but his contract situation, being up in the air, it's tough, right? Because everybody's talking about him possibly being traded or not extended. He's the leader of the team, but Lindor has been really stepping up as a leader, and I think he will lead, and he has to start early. Uh, you might have heard Steve Cohen speak over the weekend on Joel Sherman and John Heyman's podcast, and, you know, say he hopes that Pete hits 55 home runs. And I just think we've gone over this so much the last few months. They don't have to extend him right now. That wouldn't be smart business extending him right now. Let him go out and prove it the same way Judge had to prove it, the same way Juan Soto is going to have to prove it. And, yeah, you got the richest owner in the sport. I don't think you'll be outbid. I think when you combined when you combined the fact that Pete Alonso is in a proof it year, Lindor is trying to assert himself as a leader. Marte's got to bounce back after missing a lot of time. McNeil wants to return to form. Brandon Nimmo has something to prove being moved off of center field. Speaking of center field, you have Harrison Bader, who's fighting for his career, was put on waivers by the team across town. Luis Severino had a terrible season, the worst season of his career last year for the team across town. He's got something to prove. And with Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos and Francisco Alvarez, who I think that kid is the truth, these young guys are trying to prove that they belong in the show. I think when you combined all of that, when you put all that together with Edwin Diaz coming back off injury and a much improved bullpen, even without Kodai Senga as your ace, someone will rise, whether it's Tyler McGill or Jose Buto or Joey Lucchese. Let's see what Sean Manaya has. Let's see what Jose Quintana has. This is why we watch. 877-337-6666. Mark is in Ocean, Oceanside, first on the fan. What's up, Mark? How are you today? Good. First of all, I'm going to give you a, an A for the pinch-hitting job you did the other day on the BT, with BT. Thanks. I was off three hours of sleep. I was telling BT, I'm like, I'm going to try and bring it, but uh, thank you for that. I, I was able to get through it. No, you hit a double in the gap with a runner on first. Thanks. Thanks. So you did a good job. Okay. Um, as far as the Mets go, I think they did an absolutely awful job this offseason. They went scouring through the Yankee dumpster. And they came up with Carlos Mendoza, Harrison Dater, Severino, every piece. Of, I'm surprised they didn't go after Josh Donaldson and Aaron Hicks to complete the uh, the uh, scavenging through what the Yankee rejects. I mean, to say that the Mets are going to be a playoff team this year, I just don't, I don't know how you I think, see I that. think that's David Stearns, right, figuring out that he's not in Milwaukee anymore. you got to give the fans something. And so we said, I think we can be a postseason team, a playoff team. Maybe they can. Maybe they can. Uh, I, I know it wasn't a sexy offseason at all. And and another thing I say about Stearns and Cohen, I'm like, if these guys sell themselves as, as Mets fans, they certainly don't know that the Mets fan doesn't want the Yankees' leftovers. 
Yankee rejects is more like it. Yeah. And here's the thing. They say they didn't spend any money. Add, add the money up. $13 million on Severino. $10 million on Bader. $3 million on Joey Wendell. Maybe you could bring in one good player. Yeah, they did bringing... spend money. They made a lot of marginal moves. They made a lot of little moves and spent money. I mean, I don't know why the hell they signed Luis Severino first. Like, they, they were eager to get that done. And I think they overpaid him a little bit. I don't know who else was paying him $13 million after the season he had last year. But clearly, David Stearns has a vision. It's a one-year deal. Um, I think they're trying to obviously chill a little bit based off the money that they wasted and players that they traded away that's still on the books. And they're just hoping that things work out and it's not a disaster, right? I, I've likened it to a nine-leg parlay where you got a bunch of legs that you're hoping can hit where you make a lot of money if all nine hit. But if only six of them hit, you get a little bit of money and you can cash out and you'll take that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not going to work. And by the way, Severino has pitched about 200 innings over the last five years. If anybody knows, trust me, I know. It breaks my heart because I thought he was going to be the homegrown ace of the Yankees. It was supposed to be him as a one-two punch with Garrett Cole. Thanks for the call, Mark. It just, like, it never panned out. And to think that Severino was upset about last year, the Yankees holding him back from pitching in the World Baseball Classic for the DR, for the Dominican Republic, they knew better. You've been banged up. I mean... Brian Cashman decided to give him that contract, trying to be like, I guess, the Braves or some of these other teams that get crafty with their own and say, hey, let's get in front of this before this guy hits free agency. Here's four years, $40 million. And once Severino signed that deal, he was never available. He had Tommy John. He came back. Uh, he just always had something. And then when he was healthy last year, he was getting rocked. While the Yankees were trying to win, while the Yankees were fighting for their season, they kept running Severino out there. And he couldn't get out of the first, second inning without giving up home runs, giving up runs. It was terrible. Oh, he's he's hurt. He's tipping pitches. I don't care what it is. Pitch anyone else. We're trying to survive. We're on a nine-game losing streak. And the Mets were the first ones very quickly to come out of the gate and say, we'll take him. $13 million. Fine, we'll take him. Frank is in Ridgefield, Connecticut, second up on the fan today. How are you, bro? You did a good job with uh, BT the other day. I enjoyed it. Thanks. Uh, you know, I'm 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 glad to pinch hit, trying to just be an asset, help wherever I can. And you know, I said about Sal, prayers up to Sal. I'm glad uh, he's good. But like all of us have things going on, and when you have stuff going on with your family or whatever it is, and you got to step out of work, you just hope that uh, you know everybody keeps keeps the thing going. And I think we did. I hear you, man. I'm a cancer patient, but I'm practically in remission. Thank God. Um, Anyway, Yankee talk, okay, Keith, um, about these pitchers. The reason I think I really wish they would get Snell and or Montgomery, or be one or the other at the most, is because Nestor has been hurt, and you got Rodon who has been hurt yep. and who has also sucked. And Stroman. So that, all, that, all three that of is, these guys missed half the season last year, and the Yankees yep. currently – Losing Luis Severino, Domingo Herman, Michael King, Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito. Like, you you literally have to replace over 400 innings, and you're about to attempt yeah. to do that with guys that were not available for half the season last year. The math isn't mathing. That's not a good equation. Yep, and the other thing, with, uh, I think it's almost uh, egregious that the Mets don't sign J.D. Martinez because at this point he would probably take $2 million. And I've also heard about, like, people wanting Chapman. Thank God the Yankees didn't need him or didn't go for him. All we need is another right-handed Yeah, bat. No. <clears throat> no, no way. Here, so. No way. Thanks Good for the luck. call, Frank. So the J.D. Martinez thing I've been on since last year, when the Dodgers signed him, I'm like, that's who the Mets should sign as a DH. I know a lot of us sound like broken records here, but I'm going to say it again. The universal DH is available to you in the National League now for the last three years, four years. What is the Mets' problem? Are they anti-DH? Like, why, why won't they just go ahead and sign a guy that's a professional hitter and say, that's all you do, worry about hitting? That's it. That's all you do. You're a hitter. J.D. JD Martinez, don't worry about playing the field. Bring your bat. Let's protect Pete Alonzo. No, instead they're going to use the DH as a proving ground for unproven kids, the baby Mets. Mark Vientos is our DH. No, the hell he ain't. Based off of what? Why? 
And if you're not going to spend the money on pitching, then why not spend the money for the DH? Weren't you right there with the Dodgers to spend $325 million on Yashinobu Yamamoto, who's never thrown a pitch in Major League Baseball? Again, I'm not following that math. Where's the money at? for Oh, for Yashinobu Yamamoto, that's different. We'll fly to Japan. We'll have him over at Steve's house. But now Kodai Senga goes down. You're not going to take a flyer on someone, and it doesn't have to be Jordan Montgomery, but I've been on record saying Jordan Montgomery doesn't mess up your plans for the next three, four years. Why not take a flyer on them? They're not because also the luxury tax and where they are and trying to reset a little bit this year. Yeah, it's the, and that's why it's tough to take the Mets seriously this year because they could have improved in ways and they chose not to. And again, Stearns might be right. If you're for the people who are like attacking Stearns for the small market Stearns and this, that, and the other thing, he might be right. This is he, he's only been here for six months, seven months. Yeah. Like he's crafting this team under his vision. The Milwaukee Mets. One one year, one year of the Milwaukee Mets. And the pieces that you have that are not from David Stearns, you gotta hope that they have banner years. You gotta hope that the guys Epler signed, the, the guys that you had here, that they just come out right. and ball out. Like last year, why why the Mets why why didn't the Mets play well? Because the oh, players sucked. I was about to say they sucked from the beginning. The players the sucked. Pitching the offense was, was sucked. terrible. You were missing guys that you were paying. The bullpen last year, that Mets bullpen. They they didn't stand a chance right. last year. Pete Alonso came back way too early from his injury. You knew you knew in the World Baseball Classic when Puerto Rico is celebrating defeating the Dominican Republic as if it's Game Seven of the World Series, and Edwin Diaz wasn't even pumped about it. He was walking off, but they all circle around him and jump on him. I was I'll never forget that. I'm in bed underneath the covers, about to go to sleep, and I go, <gasps> No way. Yep. And by the way. That's the reason why Mets fans acted so viscer, so like viscerously to the Sanga injury news. Because for us, that Sanga can't catch a break. That Sanga injury would be like the Yankees losing Garrett Cole. That's the comp. And how would Yankees fans feel if that happened to Cole? They would want to jump off a building. Not for nothing. Knock on wood. Cole, Cole's not like that. Right. And, what the hell was Cole doing was like the last for the four record. months? We didn't think Senga was like that getting six or seven days in between starts last year. We didn't think he was like that, and it happened because it's a human body and it could happen to anyone. I appreciate that, whatever. But that's that's what it's like for Mets fans. That's like our ace, Garrett Cole, had, now has a shoulder capsule injury and it's probably going to be out the next three months. It's that, a gut that, punch. That's what it's like. It's a gut punch for a fan base that looks at this rotation and says, this rotation cannot compete with that Braves lineup, right. with that Phillies lineup, maybe not even the Marlins. Damn sure not outside of the division with the Dodgers and some of these other teams. Like, I don't know. It's not um, It's not ideal. Let's go to Josh in the Bronx. What's up, Josh? I'm telling you, Keith, nice to talk to you this afternoon. Yes, sir. Thanks Listen, for calling. J.D. Martinez, Justin Turner, these players are getting old. Daniel Vogelbeck, throw with the Blue Jays. The AL East is going to be a joke. I mean, when it, like you always say, with the Toronto Blue Jays, they're nothing. Baltimore, Boston, I mean, the, there's a taking for that first place, American League Eastern Division. The Yankees, come on, man. This is, this is the year, man. Let's see what they got. Thank you for taking my call, Keith, as always. Thanks for the call, Josh. J.D. Martinez is still unsigned, but yeah. The Toronto Blue Jays with Donnie Baseball. If you look at my Twitter, I saw a picture of Donnie Baseball. He went like, I don't know, what do they call it? Uh, Silver Fox. He's got the all-white beard. Like, he bleached his beard even more white. They call it Santa. <laughs> they call my boy it. looks like Santa right now. <laughs> uh, but there's like a, you know, they like I don't know. They call it like a Silver Fox or like Just for Men Gray. And it's like 50 Shades of Gray. It's the lightest shade of gray. It's pretty much white. Uh, Donnie Baseball's up there. And they go and sign IKF from the Yankees. And I think they're projecting him to start at third base with Matt Chapman not resigning with the Blue Jays. Then you see them pick up Justin Turner, just in case. They can put Justin Turner there, but most likely Justin Turner is going to be a bat. They lose Whit Merrifield, uh, another bat that they bring in laughable, potentially Daniel Vogelback. Um, they got to have the buffet ready. They got Daniel Vogelback. They got Alec Manoa. They got Vladdy Jr. Those guys are clearing out. Uh, three, four plates every team dinner. <laughs> 877-337-6666. But what Josh was saying about the AL East is there for the take, and the Yankees know that 
The Yankees know that. The Orioles last year were right there with the Yankees. I was at some of those games, and I'm not going to let it go because people act like, oh, they finished 19 games above the Yankees. Yeah, but in July, they were right there, right next to each other. If the Yankees didn't just blow that series July 4th going into that week, if they didn't blow that series, they would have been able to jump ahead of them. And then Judge comes back. What would you bring Judge back for? To lose nine games in a row, to not compete, to pitch Luis Severino. And I hope Severino does well for the Mets. I really do hope he has a bounce-back year. John is in Florham Park next up on the fan. What's up, Johnny? Good afternoon. Uh, I don't know. I didn't listen to you the other day, but those gentlemen saying that you did well, I, I would uh, say that today. You are so into baseball, I just turned on the Mets. So. Um, thank you. I-, I also thank you for being reasonable. A couple other Mets uh, hosts, announcers on your show, talk about being fans. I want a professional broadcaster who puts some reason to this. The gentleman before you just said, David Stern's been there six months. He was hired on October 1. You have people on your radio in January saying he's horrible. (laughs) Do you think, does anyone think this guy's hiring or buying free agents without Steve Cohen say so? People act like this guy's pulling all the And and we knew he was going to hire him. It was The writing was on the wall last season, and this guy is supposed to be an Ivy League guy, a really smart guy, and he didn't lose in Milwaukee. He built a perennial he contender. He didn't lose it. So that's the thing. He's going to turn the Mets into a winner. How long is it going to take? You know what? I look at this as, John, like sometimes uh, in, in your life, in your career, whatever, you might have to take a step back. Maybe you were spending beyond your means. And you might have to take a step back. Maybe you, you, you can't go out to eat as much. Maybe you can't buy as many clothes. Maybe you can't go on vacation for a year to just kind of lock in and refocus and maybe get your priorities in order. And then that can lead to much better years to come. I think that's what the Mets are trying to do right now. I dubbed them the Make It Happen Mets. To make it happen consistently where they build up the area in Flushing, where people are coming to the hotels and the casinos, and the Mets have a good brand, a consistent winner, you got to take a step back this year. Steve Cohen came in thinking he's going to buy a World Series. You can't. Well, and it's not about overspending. You're taking a small market guy who knew how to budget with a big uh, wallet in Steve Cohen and maybe it's about spending being smart. Steve yes. Cohen is and, not going to have you know a $68 million what? payroll. I mentioned Yamamoto. They were willing to spend $325 million if Yamamoto actually was serious about being the Met, being a Met. So what does that tell you? That tells you the money is still there when you need it. But David Stearns isn't going to use it until it's time to use it. Build the team properly. Find out what you have in these young guys. Sign these one-year deals that are... Low cost, low risk. See what these guys turn into. Let some money come off the books. And then next year, they're going to be bidding for Pete Alonso, Juan Soto, whoever else they want. Well, and, and how about this part about they need to extend uh, Pete and No, and they don't. Going they're not going Yeah. It's... Well, here's the other one. Has anyone got Scott Boris on the phone? You think Scott Boris is signing a contract right now? You had someone yesterday on the show. Well, Pete was saying this at a press conference. Who the hell cares? Yeah, what I they mean, say and what they do are two complete different yeah. things. And uh, we oh, all know Lord. Scott so, Boris. And I, Thank I, you for getting me fired up on baseball. You yeah, it's time. Smart. The game is on. You said you're watching the game? I turned it on. You got me all pumped. Enjoy it, John. Thanks for calling in. I'll say this. I tip my cap to Pete Alonzo because in his introductory press conference in spring training, he said, I'm open to contract talks, contract. He knows they're not going to, but he, at least he said it to the media. Hey, there's no hard deadline. Opening day? No, that's not a hard deadline for me. That was for Aaron Judge. He didn't say that, but like on the other side of town, Yankee fans, remember, Judge wanted to be signed, sealed, delivered by opening day. And I feel like if the Yankees would have put a $300 million contract out there, they would have saved themselves $60 million. But instead, Cashman played around, offered him around 240 He said no. And then Cashman revealed the number that they offered him on opening day to try and use that as a tactic. Well, you know, opening day is not over till opening day is over, over. You can potentially sign after the game. No. So Judge wore that. And I was talking to BT about how I was at those games. That was the year before my son was born. And I, I sit in 203 a lot, but I go down to 105, 103, and, you know, the judges' chambers are there, and everywhere forward, Judge can hear all that. 
And right by the foul pole in right field, that is the kitty corner. That's where all the little kids go, and, and they have posters and gloves, and they, Judge, 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 sign my ball. Come on, Judge, come this way. And I remember fans saying, you should have taken the contract. You should have signed the contract. Judge, what the hell? Why wouldn't you take That's a fortune. You don't turn down your first fortune. Judge had to wear that for a little bit. And I think he didn't hit his first homer for like 13 days that season. Oh, but once he got going, it was on. It was on all the way to 62, the AL home run record, the MVP, and a big F you to Brian Cashman and the Yankees. Now I'm testing free agency. And I'm going to play like I'm going home back to San Francisco to be a giant because I grew up watching Barry Bonds. And part of the dream was to one day play for them. I'm going to scare you into getting on the phone during the winter meetings, right? You don't know where I am. I'm actually on a plane to San Diego where the winter meetings were to meet with the Padres who offered the Yan- or offered him $400 million. The Yankees had to offer him $360 million. He always wanted to be a Yankee. He broke that record in a Yankee jersey and a Yankee cap, but he wanted the Yankees to do right by him. And Hal Steinbrenner on his yacht in Italy has to get on the phone and say, Aaron, what do you want? What do I want? I want $40 million a year. Done. And a captaincy. Enough of this. Cashman not knowing where his guy is. Cashman literally, I remember watching, I think it was Yankees Hot Stove or MLB Network. They asked him where Judge was, and he's like, well, he's a free agent. We, you know, we're not keeping tabs on a player. I'm not sure he is. Meanwhile, Boone was talking about, I've been texting him. I don't know if I should call him. The manager, he's not, he's not your player anymore, but the manager was more worried about, hey, we got to get in touch with this guy. And then, of course, we had the historic, iconic arson judge appears headed to the San Francisco Giants tweet from John Heyman, and that sent everybody into a frenzy where they had to act, and I'm glad that they did. Let's not get there with Pete Alonso. Let's not, let's not have that scare with the fan base because I already hear calls every single day about what fans are going to do if Pete is not a Met. And your owner came out and said, I'm not tone deaf. I understand what Pete Alonso means. We want him to be a Met. We want him to hit 55 home runs this year, though. We'll visit that down the line. Steven is in Danbury before we go to break. What's up, Steve? Gee, thanks for taking my call. You, you do a great job. Um, you know, just on the Alonzo thing, I'm, I, I differ in opinions with you. If we know, and we do know, that our owner has a ton of money, and if we think Pete's going to go to free agency, why wouldn't we trade him and then just try to re-sign him when he hits free agency? Get some, I, get I some think young because back. then you flirt with your guy who's never been anywhere else going somewhere else and maybe liking it, maybe even having success, and then start leaning towards not returning, especially since this is the David Stearns era, especially since he just watched everybody come in and hit the mega millions, Verlander, Scherzer, um, all these other guys. Like You just want to keep him in-house? I don't think they trade him at the deadline. I don't think that that's a tactic. I know it could potentially happen, right? Get some prospects for Pete, and then when he hits free agency, you know, we'll just outbid everyone, and he'll come right back. Maybe his tune will change, and maybe somebody else is is willing to match. I wouldn't play with with that situation. But wouldn't you? I hear I, I we agree to disagree, but I would rather get some prospects back. And then listen, if they're going to spend a lot of money on them, and they don't get them. And spend a lot of money on the guy who just went to the Yankees. Spend a lot of money on they're going to bid on the same there. way that they were. They were obviously hot on the Yamamoto trail, going to Japan and having him at Steve Cohen's house. I think they'll be that uh, interested in, in Alonzo and Soto. But I'll say this: nobody knows the future. What if Pete Alonzo comes out here and he's he's hitting uh, two nineteen and he's not hitting home runs? Let's say he gets hurt. Who knows what happens? Then, like, who's going to want to trade for him? Well, then, then you have no choice. Then you have, then you have to keep him. Um, and we don't know question. what's, you know, we don't know what's going to transpire. No, no. I know you got to go, but one other question for you: Why aren't they? Our starting pitching doesn't. It's not going to impress anybody. And and why aren't we in the market for one of these guys that are still out there? And I'll, I'll hang he, up on this. Your even Trevor Bauer. Thanks, thanks for the call, Stephen. Trevor Bauer sat right here where I am right now. In this studio talking to BT and Sal. I listened to every second of that interview. And he did say that he's familiar with the Mets. Obviously not this new regime. But like when he was asked about Mets versus Yankees. Y'all remember. We thought he was coming to the Mets. And then we got the okie doke and he went to the Dodgers. But like. why? Would, if you don't want to spend money. And you don't want to break the bank. And you don't want to increase the luxury tax penalty. Any, like this guy is going to play for the minimum. 
He's a former Cy Young winner in the National League. Take a flyer on him. And there are other guys. I know you're not interested in Noah Syndergaard, but he's trying to get back in the league. I just think that there's a plan that David Stearns has and a vision that he has. And no matter how loud the fan base is, no matter how loud the fans that host shows on the fan are, he's not going to deviate from that. Kodai Senga could be back sooner rather than later. And now this is part of the plan, right? Starter goes down. He told you it's between Tyler McGill, who we saw pitch an inning or two just now, Jose Buto, and Joey Lucchese. That might not make you excited to go to opening day or the games in April, but it is what it is. 877-337-6666. We're talking Mets. We're talking Yankees. It's baseball time. The first spring training games are on. I got to check in and see what the Yankees are doing. The Mets are down 2-0, and I think they just got the second out here of the top of the third, but runners on second and third. You should watch the Mets game. We can't watch the Yankees game, but if you don't want to watch, just keep it locked right here. Keep McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.